Hello and welcome back to the Key Arsenal podcast is episode 77 today. Hope you're all doing well. I'm your host Matthew Key and I'm delighted to have all three of my lovely co-hosts joining me this evening. We've got Dad, Carl and Madeline. How is everyone doing? All good. All good, thank you. Lovely stuff. Um, Well, we've winding down now to the World Cup. We've got two more games, one more in the league before... We all stop for a month, which is actually going to be really disappointing, um, at least until we see how the World Cup starts. But yeah, not looking forward to not watching Arsenal play every every three or four days, given how good we've been. Um, we're going to talk about Sunday, obviously. Uh, Dan, I'm going to I'm going to start with you, and if you look sort of historically. Going away to a big six team um, in front of the the sky cameras when it was pouring down with rain, um, it didn't look like it was going to be a a good afternoon if you go by tradition and what normally happens in those circumstances. Coupled with an early kickoff, you mean, Matthew? But yeah, I'd have to say I'm looking at Carl. I haven't seen a better Arsenal performance away from home at one of the big clubs for years and years and years. I can't think. Even when we're beating Chelsea, I don't think we've played as well as that. I think just absolutely bossed them. So absolutely fantastic. Yeah, definitely. It was it was such a such a even though it was only a one nil, it was such a likable performance. So much to enjoy about it. Um, I've Cole. I remember this is something we've spoken about a few times on the podcast. Is going to Stamford Bridge and a couple of years ago, and we basically fluked a one nil where we scored from the only shot we had in the entire game, sat back for 19 minutes. And even though we weren't playing for anything at the time, <coughs> it was very nervy. And then last year we went there, it was a bit of a ding dong battle with both teams sort of having periods in the game. And we managed to manage to edge it on, on the day. Sunday was just, just shows how much we've progressed in, in a short space of time. Cause it was just an, absolute dominant performance from the start to the to the end it was a really good performance it was uh, i mean it was only their b team according to rio Ferdinand. that's the latest one another one coming out so it's only it's only that was the, the remarkable it was a statement win it was a statement win we we've won one nil and everyone's going god you should have won by three or four and that's not arsenal fans that's everyone saying we should have won by three or four Chelsea, um, I wouldn't say they gave up, but they were losing heart because they just weren't getting anywhere. They they weren't getting anywhere, and it was a it was like watching Chelsea play Arsenal ten or so years ago, maybe even longer than that. Only it was the other way round. Yeah, it, it was just so so dominant, and yet it's such a young team. It was just so. We we bossed every area. Our two fullbacks um, were really really good. Um, 
I don't like calling Sinchenko a fullback anymore because every time I looked up, he was playing in centre of midfield, it seemed. Um, the two centre-halves, just great. Um, I don't think there's anything more we can say about Saliba, but um, the other Gabriel needs to have some acknowledgement. He's had a few shaky moments this year, but I think that's only because you look at the overall performances of the, guys next, of the guy next to him, and in fact, the guys next to him. But... Um, I thought he was outstanding. He has been for most of the season. The last three or four games where we haven't been at our best, he's really shone. Um, and I thought he was outstanding again. I was pleased he got a goal. Um, and you go forward, even though he's getting the crap kicked out of him, you know, players like Saka are, are really up for it. And everywhere in that team, it's just, it's at the moment, at the moment, it's it's lovely to watch. It's even better that we're starting. El Nenny's back now, and he's thinking, you know, we all have an opinion on El Nenny that he's like, you know, like Rob Holding in case of glass, in case of emergency, break glass and bring him on the last five minutes, and that's great. But El Nenny does that, and he he he, he just fits in. And um, we've got one more to come back like that with Smith Rowe, and um, I'll be over the moon at that point because it's just. It's so enjoyable to watch. I think the break's coming at the right time for us. Uh, I'll miss the football, but I think the break's coming at the right time for us. I think we needed the break. Um, and they'll get it, even though they're on international duty. They'll get it because most of our players aren't starters, I don't think. But we'll see. Happy. Yeah. I just sort of just, just bang on. It, is a, it will be nice to have a break work. I'm just going to miss watching Arsenal so much because it's just so enjoyable. And then go into them, watch Southgate line up with three at the back with two central defensive midfielders against Iran. It's just going to be so depressing compared to it. But Cockfosters FC, it's the future. Cockfosters FC, top London club. It's the one. <laughs> They've probably given us a better game than Chelsea did, to be fair. Um. Madeline, Carl said the, the word that we used a lot of times last week when you went here, which was the statement win. Um, the one where we've, we've obviously, home form's been brilliant. We've really made that a, a fortress, but the, and while the away form's improved and we've gone to some tricky places and picked up points, it's the, the going to the big six and, and getting the wins away is when you really start to, to raise some eyebrows. And obviously, that was the first time a big six team had won away from home against another, obviously very quickly then repeated by Liverpool, which was which was nice to see. Um, but yeah, to turn up like that away from home, I suppose in, in our lives, it's, lifetimes, it's only really the famous Man City game at the Etihad when we've perform like that in the uh, another big six club away from home yeah I think I've made my views on the big six quite evidently clear I think it's a stupid stat because you get three points for every game so if you go and lose next week to Wolves it makes absolutely no difference compared to if you lost this week at Chelsea um but they are in London rivals so it's nice to beat them and I'm not actually convinced I ever thought I'd see the day where we won three on the bounce at Chelsea. Um, this one being the only one where they've actually had a full stadium, well, for most of the game anyway. Um, 
I had the joys of watching it not live, having already known the result, and instead spending my shift thinking, oh, I wonder if we've scored yet. Oh, I've been told we're on top, but I don't know if we've scored yet. Um, but having watched it from a very <coughs> unstressful point of view, I can take from it that at no point was anyone actually that stressed because we were so dominant. Um, I first watched the match of the day highlights and even match of the day couldn't make it look like Chelsea were any good. Um, I think they had one attempt in those highlights, but yeah, it was what I would call a commanding away from home performance um, in which everyone put in about an eight out of 10 or higher. Um, Chelsea couldn't get a look in. Um, even the Aubameyang goal I was completely expecting to happen even if it came off his left arse cheek um, it just never looked in danger of not getting three points um, and yeah I think probably as you say Matthew of away performances in my lifetime that is Probably better than City, um, just for the fact that, sounds stupid, as I say, having one foot on the balance, but for the fact that we haven't, we don't normally do very well there. Um, to be fair, we don't normally do very well at the Etihad. Um, but they've been on a half-decent run as well, obviously. I know they lost to Brighton last week, but they were probably looking for a reaction. Um which they didn't get, which can't say I was gutted about, um, but a very, very dominant performance um, that almost made it look like we were the home team and they were away from home. Yeah, 100% agree with that last bit. On that, Carl, it's just, I know this is something you love, loved. it's just the, the confidence you could see. And at times... And this isn't this isn't a bad word at all. The arrogance that we we turned up to to their place with it was just sort of yeah we're better than you we're just gonna knock it round you and just not not let you have any sniff in the game and then when we scored it was like yeah well we're just gonna keep the ball for twenty five minutes and you're not gonna get anywhere near our goal. It's just just so dominant and they they. It was, it was like a a boxing fight where the you could just go. It feels like you couldn't just go for the knockout, but you just want the the experience with the rounds getting them in. So you just jab, 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 and just dodge everything they try and throw at you. Yeah, there was one moment in the first half where they started trying to close us down, and we played about seven or eight passes within it seemed like a 10 yard area and every pass was getting hit harder and harder and harder and every time it's getting passed straight off <laughs> it's like it was like at that point as the ball went white the gabriel uh, jesus and he, and he scampered away with it <laughs> she just thought oh we ain't doing that again <laughs> they were chasing us it was like chasing shadows um uh, and that's what you see with man city 
That, that's exactly what you see with Man City. Yeah? Almost identical sort of thing that they can do to a team. They'll close you down for 90 minutes and then you try and close them down and they just see you later and they're off. And we've done that to Chelsea. I really, I, I don't give a monkey's what um, Rio says. And I quite like the fella, to be to be honest. But um, that was... It's just... It, it just Every other team will be looking at that and saying... Oh Christ, we can't even close them down anymore. But next thing will be we'll 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 make the pitch crap for them to level it up. Oh, you know what else they're gonna do? It was it was with that team. I mean, you know, taking aside that we haven't got a humongous squad like Man City, Chelsea, Man United, and maybe to an extent Liverpool. They haven't got a huge squad either. They're probably similar to us in fact. But taking away them three. Um, if we had a couple more players, it, it, it would help because I think we might. That's uh, why I, so I think this this has come at a good time. This break, I think we might need a couple more in the new year if we're going to even have an, a chance of, of carrying this on. But the problem is, like the like the problems have always been with the top clubs, with City, with Liverpool in its day. Liverpool, when this is back in back in the day during the war, back in the seventies. They they buy a player and they stick them on the bench or stick them in the reserves for a year to get used to how they played, and that kind of is what you need at Arsenal now. You can see it takes a bit of time to get used to that style of play, and it does at Man City. And and um, I, th- I, th- I think we're in that in that process now. But even if we bought a couple of players in, I'm not sure they not not that they wouldn't make a difference, but I'm not sure they could play exactly to the system that we want them to there's about 14 or 15 that can at the moment there's one or two that might be able to in the you know the likes of Vieira and all that after they've had a proper pre-season in December um but that's the only that's the only worries I've got at the moment I'm I'm, I'm convinced top four is now in our grasp. I know I know I'm always a pessimist but bloody hell they're just they're so nice to watch as well. I mean, the way Arteta started three years ago, we're going to have to grind it out for a few years. We ground it out to the way we are now, where it's we can grind it out. We have ground it out a few times, but when we're on form, it's it's great to watch. I took the Mickey earlier on. I was I was said to to Matt on the text about. Uh, why didn't they start Aubameyang? Because <laughs> it was, it really was. It was a bit like he weren't on the pitch, was it? Was it holding had more touches than him? <laughs> he came on than Arteta did. In, no, El Nene came on in El the 87th minute. Yeah, El Nene came on the 87th minute. Had more touches than Aubameyang, and I've, I, but he, he, they, they squeezed the life out of their midfield. Yeah, Mount was just non-existent. Um, the I've forgotten the other guy's name, the double barrel surname fella. who's not a bad player, but Loftus Cheek. Loftus Cheek. He, he had an absolute mare. He couldn't he couldn't cope at all. Um, and at that point, they should have been bringing on kind of Gallagher a bit earlier because at least he added something to them when he came on. But it was too late by then. <sighs> I love this. I love it. I've forgotten how how good it feels. It's been a long time. <laughs> it might go pear shaped in the new year, but hey, I'm going to enjoy it while it lasts. 
Yeah, we'll take, get on some some individuals and some moments in a second. I just wanted, wanted to add what you've just said about the top four is I like to, because we've been doing so well, every every Monday or whenever, I go have a cheeky lick on Skybet, odds to to finish top four, odds to to win the league. And then the other one is highest finish in London club. And just seeing our odds just get slashed every week. Right. It's just that, oh, to come top four, we were seven to two at the start of the season, yeah. which I thought was actually a, a bit of crap because we was forty to one to win the league. Well, um, me and Matthew had a very emotional conversation after Newcastle away last year, where we lost, and said, "I can't see us getting in the top four anytime in about the next four <laughs> years because this team are going to get better, this lot are going to get better, these two are going to stretch further away from everyone." And we could not work out how we'd be getting anywhere near, even though we obviously thought we'd improve. I don't think we thought we'd improve this much. No, I don't, um, I don't think we saw Liverpool tibby tumbling down the league, did yeah. we? But, I think we all saw Newcastle coming up the league, but not perhaps not to the extent that they have. Newcastle are seriously good, by the way. Yeah, I, I think they are. And a little bit under the radar still. And it's incredible that, that, that they look a a team again is it's the word team there's no well, there's basically Gamara. there's a couple of really really outstanding players in there and but the the team ethic that joe linden who looks a nonsense player up front they found a position for him he looks fantastic now he's a great player hey, or in, in in that team he is it works well and there's there's, there's a number of others who, who look decent players be, we've got two tough games against them to come up don't forget we've got to play them twice we've got to play City, uh, City twice, and then all the others we've we've pretty much played of the top six, <laughs> the big six or whatever you want to call them. Yeah, the the other thing, just really quickly on that is because it was obviously it was a really good weekend, other than Man City winning, which is really annoying. And I after Sunday, I was so happy we were back <laughs> top. Almost forgot to look at oh where are teams like Chelsea and you're not how how many points are they behind us you can't see them they're they're over the we're over the horizon they're they're still climbing up that's incredible um Dad I want to want to come to you before we just get on to some I say some players and some moments do you think that Sunday would have been the performance Arteta would have been happiest with this season yeah i do actually and and it's only based on it's a one nil win it looks you know oh that's a bit tight but the gulf between two sides bear in mind that's the side up you know i accept they were they certainly missing the two best normally fullbacks they've got Having said that, they've got a bloke who cost them 62 million playing on the left-hand side. So Rio can say they were missing a few. They weren't missing that many. Reese James, I think, does make a difference to them. Chilwell, I think, is a good player. Other than that, I'm not sure who they're really missing. They spent 250 million in the summer spent you are not telling me a team 
and he might not have had his best afternoon and having his best little run. Raheem Sterling, you're not telling me he's not still a good player because he is. I'm, ironically, I like Raheem Sterling, but he has a very annoying habit of scoring against us. I've still not got over one of his headed goals from where he's outlet Rob Oldham. He's like in the first like, minute. Yeah. I've, you know, I've not got over that from years ago. Carl's laughing because he knows what my memory is like, my, my non-forgiving memory. But but you look at it, you know, what whatever I think of a Bamiang, he's yeah, he still knows where the goal is. He ain't a rubbish player. Mason Mount, I'm gonna say a year ago, was probably the first name on an England sheet. He's a good player. Connor Gallagher, I really do rate, by the way. Loftus Cheek, I'm with Carl. I really, oh, I really like Loftus Cheek. I, he's my one of my wild cards for the World Cup squad. But I look at him, Jorginho. I mean, I was quite relieved to see Kovacic on the Kovacic, however you say his name, on on the bench because I rate him as well. I look all round, you know, and they can go, oh, Kepler's not playing. Well, a few weeks ago, Kepler was the second choice keeper and. Mendy was the, the first choice, but somebody worked out he's not that good at kicking the ball out. So, But he's a good shot stopper. So I'll look at it and I'll think, oh, Teta must sit there and go, we battered Tottenham, but that was at home. We played really well against Liverpool and I don't think the 3-2 is a fair reflection on how well we played. But this lot, I mean, Madeline's right. The one moment where they show on match of the day where Ramsdale sort of has a little lie down as the ball trickles to him, I'm not even sure it is on target or not. But that's, that's I think, their one shot on target. I mean, Ramsdale, I mean, he seriously could have had the cigar out and the deck chair. He might have wanted an umbrella Sunday afternoon, but it would... I mean, I don't ever remember a game any game he's played in in his year and a bit at Arsenal where he has done so little. I mean, genuinely, don't. The only way they were ever going to score was to fluke it from a corner or a free kick somewhere. That was it. They were never they were never going to play through us and score a goal. Absolutely no way. So if I was Arteta, I'd go, that is as good as it's been in his time and I'm also with Cole I'm rambling on a bit here but there were moments where we, we played the ball out from the back I know exactly what Cole was talking about earlier where the ball ends up with Martinelli out wide on the left we have probably stuck eight nine passes together when within the space of 20 yards Cole pinging the ball about first time probably less hard to tell on the telly and then the ball's come out and it's gone out to Martinelli. I'm telling you, it's, yeah, he's right. It's City, it's almost Barcelona about 10 years ago when they were really good because it's the speed the ball moves. It's not necessarily the distance the ball moves, it's the speed at which it moves. And Chelsea couldn't get near it. And every time you looked, we looked like our players had time and and their players look rush. It's not your players have time. It's 
the ball has come to them so quickly and you know where the ball's coming from and where it's going to before you've even got the ball. So good to watch. I'll shut up now. No, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, I lo- that passage of play is just, oh, it's so good. I could watch that over and over. It's such a shame Jesus didn't score from the end of it, but just the little, I think it's Xhaka that wins it initially, little flick to Saliba and you see, I can't remember, it was de- definitely Havertz and there's another one of them really trying to close to chase it down and we've done about two or three passes parties involved Ben White's involved and <laughs> eventually we've played it out and you just see Havertz and whoever it just give up and you oh god we can't can't come get anywhere near this <laughs> lot it's absolutely brilliant and yeah the, almost get something at the end of it which which would have been amazing but just just a brilliant little bit of play and you just know that Arteta would have been Loving that on the on the sideline, not in his technical area, obviously. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I, I, what you said about the the Chelsea injuries and stuff. The all oh, Chelsea are in a much different phase to Arsenal. Arsenal are in a sort of win now mentality, and Chelsea are in a transition period. If that's a transition period. Man City, who have got who had a positive net spend in the summer, they're also in a transition period. If we're going to go by that logic, it's absolutely nonsense to say Chelsea are anything like um, other than what Chelsea have been for the last twenty years. Now they are just they are constantly buying. They are constantly building a team. That's all they they just add players every year. Now they've hit themselves a problem at the moment because they've added so many players of a of a of a, a higher age that their 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 team is getting old. And I'm from, sorry, when you got an old team, they tend to get more injuries when they play more often. So that's tough luck. It's the way they built it and the way they continue to build it. We're very fortunate in how well fortunate i think we've made our own luck we've made our own fortune in who we've bought and 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 the logic of how we've bought the players and how we've chosen them players and whoever has done it be it arteta edu mertesacker or or anyone else who's been involved in 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 that process including the cronkies deserves credit because they've they've actually gone out there with a plan and they've stuck to it and it's and it's and it and it's and it's paying dividends at the moment. Yeah, and if Chelsea want to do the same as what we're doing, it, I'm sorry, it's not going to happen because they can say it's a new ownership and it's different. It's not. It's still Chelsea. It's still a win now mentality at all times, and it's it's going to stay like that. It's a bit like when Watford said when they appointed Rob Edwards in the summer, we're going to back this manager and give him plenty of time. It's absolutely nonsense. It's not going to happen. You're just going to stay the same. Chelsea pretty much bought, they've had, they got banned for it, for buying up all the young talent around every single player. And they still do it. I mean, they've they've done it to us in the summer. We all know about that one. Um, and it's it's just the way they are. They do it, but they don't give them opportunities. You know, they they really don't. They've given 
all their young players that they get, they they chuck them out on loan uh, to to the, to the team in Holland, whose name escapes me, and various other clubs. And uh, what a waste for them youngsters. They might have earned a bit of money. They might be might be out of retire on when they're twenty three on what they've earned out of Chelsea. I don't know, but the bottom line is they've had a wasted career, and that should that should hit home by now to anyone who wants to go there as a young player it's the wrong club to go to and always has been or oh, sorry in recent time always has been we're a good club to go to there are one or two others we're not the only ones man city are bringing through a number although maybe that's questionable as well united have always brought through one or two and a couple of the other clubs have as well villa as well at the moment are bringing through a few good ones as well so um yeah, if you want to go to Chelsea and waste your career, good luck to you. But and and because uh, there'll be an old boy who's put in front, yeah, who's who's drawing his pension, Chelsea pension. Hey, yeah, happy days. Good. I would rots for him. By the way, you'd say some of them are on a pension. Thiago Silva, what a player! Oh my god, absolutely <laughs> I hold my, sensational! I hold my hand up, actually. He is a great player, although it was his mistake that led to our I was goal. Say, but... Did give the ball away for us to win the corner, though. So yeah, but to be fair to me, no one to give it to. None of them <laughs> wanted it. Yeah, fair to so. He is quality. <laughs> absolute, absolute nailed it there. Yeah, true that he is quality. But he must be looking at that and thinking, I ain't going to win anything while I'm here now. I have to say, Carl, he's one block on Jesus where you think he's going to launch himself in. He takes another step and then stretches out. Wow. That one, when, when, is that the one when Jesus went through? It looked like... Yeah. yeah. I thought, where did that go? Where did that challenge come from? It was a fantastic challenge. I have to say, another day, that bloke probably deserved man of the match. No, no. There was, was 11 players, there was 11 players in front of him. It, Honestly, Cole, I, I, I've got my Arsenal love, but I tell you what, he absolutely held Chelsea together. He did. He's not Robson, Robson, man, the match as it used to be when the, back in the 80s, though, mate. No, but he was very, very good. Yeah, there was 11 players in front of him, though. As much as I have enormous respect for him. OK, right, on to some players and we'll start with the bloke that did win man of the match um again we've said all we need to say haven't we but oh my god what what a performance that was from the from the man at the back he's he's, i I don't know what to say someone help me out what what kurt more can you say about this this kid he's played 14 13 14 games in the premier league and you say all the things about him. He looks like the best centre-back in the league and it doesn't look like he's got much competition at the minute. Go on, Max. I was going to say, someone someone mentioned it on Twitter. I really enjoy the way that he holds an offside line so well. And then still decides to catch up with the bloke just for good measure, just as a real sort of sucker punch. And he actually never looks like he's breaking into a sprint. He looks like Mo Farah does on his sort of ninth lap of his 10,000 metres, where he's not yet bothered to break into a sweat. 
because no one's anywhere near him. Um, there was a sort of interception that he got to and somehow managed to flick it over his own head, which on second viewing I realised was intentional, and then still knocked it over the Chelsea player to pass it to Jacker in midfield, I think. Um, one, Matthew, in, in, of what I would say is he's an absolute unit. Um, he is potentially the largest human I've ever seen um, without actually, I don't even know what it is. Um, I, I sort of look at him and just refuse to believe we can concede a goal, um, which is quite a nice environment to be in when you're watching a game. Um, but he's just, I think it's the calmness more than anything, especially when you've watched, and I mean this in no horrible way to him, but when you have watched Rob Holding midweek in Europe and then you get to see Saliba on the weekend, you do really notice the difference in how good Saliba is and how good he is at playing out from the back. Um, he said in an interview that he was disappointed with his performances of the last few weeks. He said, I think for the last four weeks he hadn't been good enough um and, and you know he, he you know maybe dropped to a seven out of ten rather than his standard nine to ten out of ten um and he hadn't been perfect but uh, comparisons to arsenal center arts i've seen in my lifetime um he's in the top three and he's probably not third or second um so i just think one, I've no idea how we're going to keep hold of him um, unless we win the Champions League in about the next two years. Um, he is a monster. A Rolls-Royce, I might call him. Um, very Van Dyke-esque. Uh, um, obviously, hoping that he can avoid the injury problem that's maybe <coughs> limited Van Dyke's ability in the last few years um but he's just a machine and he had Havertz in his back pocket and I don't even think he had to look for him in there either um so he was outstanding and he continues to be outstanding and I continue to thank my lucky stars that Thierry Henry played for Arsenal so he joined Arsenal instead of Spurs that day so you know and also, one thing I was, obviously, French football news had a habit in the summer of really making it sound as though Saliba didn't want to be at Arsenal. And he has sort of got this personality of a bloke, not quite on the Ben White level of, I want to play football, go home and, you know, do nothing. Um, but on the level of, he, he's quite a difficult man to crack a smile out of, I've noticed. He doesn't smile out. <laughs> But I did like, at the end of the game, he did have his shirt off and he was jumping up and down with the fans, which I brilliant. really liked. Um, and I also really like the way him and Gabriel always go over to each other after a win to sort of go, wow, you played well today. Um, so they're obviously forming quite a nice partnership. Um, intrigued to know what language they're speaking to each other because uh -huh. Gabriel's... English Defending. Fantastic. Um, I can't French. imagine Ramsdale's Brazilian nor his French is that good. 
Um, and I can't imagine Saliba can speak Brazil Portuguese, sorry. So maybe they've just got a few words and maybe they don't speak to each other for the rest of the week. I don't know, but whatever they're doing, it's working. So it's fine. We got two two guys speak. I would imagine Gabriel would speak French. He was over there, weren't he? So he, he played yeah. over there. I would imagine Ramsdale speaks Northern. So there there will be a little bit of a. They of just a, he just shouts and they'll get the gist. So yeah, that'll yeah. be about it. They'll, they'll just go. Oh, they'll get the again. gist. He's going again. He's going again as he's taking the mickey out of her accents. <laughs> uh, but um, no, the guy's unbelievable. When he, I still think the Rio, <laughs> Rio Ferdinand and than Van Dyke. Um, when are you going forward with the ball at one point? <laughs> so, oh, this is great. Yeah, a little bit of wee escaped. It was terrible. He's just, it's just incredible to watch. I love watching him. It's incredible. He is in the, you're, you're right. I was just trying to think of, of, of the, 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 the defenders. And, I, and I, I came up with four, but one was way before your time, way before your time. Um, and, and and that was it. And that, that was obviously Sol, Tony, and Frank McClintock as people who've made a difference to us in such a way. And Frank McClintock was more so because he was such a leader as well. It's slightly different, but it, it was the their, their their sheer presence made something. They've done something different. And this guy has that. Um, yeah, it's great. He is fantastic. He is. I thought we had a decent defence last year. I, I honestly, you know, I thought, well, we ain't, he ain't going to improve it that much. Well, I was wrong. He's he's an he's an unbel- He's not. It's not so much. He's another level. That's not fair on any of the other players, including Rob Holding. He's just different. He's just a different type of player, and we didn't have that type of player. No, and, and I don't think any other club. You know, to an extent, Liverpool with Van Dyke, but I don't think any other club has a player like that. Man United did with Rio Ferdinand, I felt. Uh, but that, I just hope it continues. I mean, I'm judging him off. Well, how many games we played? 12, 13? 13, 14, something like that, isn't it? It's just ridiculous that I, I, that I can think that highly of him based on that. But oh, he's just... Rolls-Royce, he's just incredible. He's got great recovery, he's got great passing, he can run with the ball. Bloody hell. Yeah, he's <laughs> one that, he's like, a bit like the rest of the team, actually. He's not one where I now look at it all one into, I want to see if I get someone with hit against him before I can judge him properly. No, he's just absolutely brilliant. You're I, right, Madeline. the example you used when... He holds the line brilliantly against Broya that, that came on. And to be fair, I thought t- uh, the rest of them were knackered having run around for the after us for the rest of the game, but did what he could. But he's offside. Saliba knows that because he's held the line really well. But just said, oh, sorry, I'll go over there. Push him off the ball, right? Who wants it? Let's go. When he carries the ball forward, it's. I mean, some of the ones that we've had, you just want them to get rid of the ball as quickly as possible. With him, you look at it and you think, mm, go on, lad, you, you take it all the way and score from here. It's just, it's just silly. It, it really is. It just, uh, no, I say no, no words anymore. I've used, used all the good ones. Assuming he's in the French squad, I hope he's on the bench. Yeah. So he gets a bit of a breather because 
they think they've got better. Well, good luck. Good luck with that. Yeah, but you have you to remember, a... he's not very often out of breath, so he probably doesn't actually need a breather because yeah. he does look like he's working at about 40% every game. So, uh, and I think Varane is injured, so I'm not convinced he won't start. Um, I, can't remember, I can't remember who else they have. So. I, I can't remember who else, like who else they have, but I'm not convinced he won't start. He's with Chelsea that paid 80 million for wasn't even in the French squad, was he? He's not been in the French squad. He's injured. He's injured as well. Yeah. Yeah, but he wasn't. He's never been in the French squad yet, has he? He's not even been in the. No, because he. he I'm convinced all these. No, he got injured at Chelsea. Yeah, but last year as well. Oh, I don't know. He broke his leg in pretty. I'm I'm convinced all these countries in the World Cup that. I don't ever watch other than the major tournaments. Just roll roll out the same back line every. I'm I'm going to be fascinated to see who lines up as centre back for Spain now. Pique's I was going to say, retired. can't wait to see the Spanish. In my opinion, though. they've only got two centre. Danny Alves is still being rolled out for Brazil. I mean, I know. Just it makes no sense. He's playing we're going to casuals these days. We're still well. going to rock up with Maguire and Stones, neither of which play for their oh, team. Cody will just... come on as sub as well. Oh my. <laughs> God, I'd just like to point out while you both got, got your head in your hands, Danny Alves and Thiago Silva in your back line. Me and Carl would nearly get a game age wise. <laughs> Danny Alves is 39, Carl. Good grief. I mean, yeah, one World Cup, that must the be the only thing he's but... never won. I think that's the only trophy he's not won. I'm 95% sure that's the only reason he's in the squad. Because I don't think they're planning on playing him. I think they just thought, oh, it'll be nice. We've got quite a good chance of winning it this time. And it'll be really nice if he gets his World Cup winner's medal. Because then he would have won nearly everything in world football. Yeah, and uh, again, I don't know. I'm happy about it, but I'm... There's no way they've got four centre backs better than Gabriel either. Not How a chance. They haven't got a left footed centre back in their squad. They're, they're lost or gain. Um, Dad, I want to move on to, to a different player now. And one, we were, well, we were in the car when the, when the team news got announced. And we we're all expecting Tierney at left back because he was so, so good on Thursday. In comes Zinchenko. We're both thinking, not sure, big game to sort of throw him into. Again, 15 minutes into the game, you just not seen him for a while. You just remember, this guy's seriously good. He, he's far, again, he's one of these where I think he's far too good to be playing for us every week. He's he's a ridiculous footballer to have at left back. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big Tierney fan. Of when I heard Tierney wasn't playing. I really wasn't sure. I probably should have learned by now. Because um, I did think Tierney was very good Thursday night. Um, I also, you know, I think Sterling, he would, he'd have been up against Sterling. Yeah, I think Tierney would have sorted him out. But Zinchenko, I think the thing with him is, it's his ability with the ball. And the way he comes in and, I say, adds supplements, I don't know what the correct terminology would be, to the midfield. And then you look at him, and I think there's probably more to him than I have ever given him credit for because he he seems to be able to go forward, and he does go forward, 
but he doesn't really leave the team exposed. They they've seemed to have developed a bit of an understanding, and probably helps that Saliva's quick as well. But we don't look as if I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to be Nacho Monreal. You know, I can remember him bombing forward, and he'd be on the edge of the other team's box. We'd lose the ball, and you'd look and you'd think. Oh my word, you know, the, somebody's got 50, 60 yards to run into. Sinchenko, whether he's talking to people, which I assume it is, and I'm, my assumption is there's some decent communication out there. We don't seem to have that big gap, and you're not in such a panic when you see Zinchenko on the edge of the other team's box. I got, you know, the example I give you is Monreal, who I quite liked as a player, by the way. I don't think he was the worst left back I've ever seen wearing an Arsenal shirt, but you did always worry when he lost the ball. So, and in fairness, I thought Zinchenko, very good. The guy on the other side, Benny Blanco. Well, he was so good Sunday as well. And he he's he's... I mean, you would say this is an opinion. He's not an actual right back. But he's getting forward. He's doing all sorts. He's even pinging the odd long ball. So don't think necessarily he got the credit he should have got Sunday because he was very, very good. He must have been distraught with all that rain on his tan as well. They can ping a ball onto someone's head from 10 foot without them even noticing it as well. Yeah. <laughs> Which, has anyone seen that clip going about? It's fantastic. And the Odegaard, who did that? <laughs> he was brilliant, wasn't he? He was just yeah. fantastic. Just unbelievable that uh, you could even think about not taking him. Apart from the fact he's probably our best centre back in the country at the moment. Because the, the ones he's picking are absolute ropey. Um, he's, he's he's in the mix as the right back with with a you know there's a few injuries so I get I get that, but yeah, he, he's proper proper bowler he's turning out to be and a proper he's he's obviously got a little bit about him his, his interviews are hilarious is that little bit of skill he done as I say where he where he smacks Odegaard on the back of the head he's just really funny. And the fact that um, yeah, you don't you don't seem to see him smile apart from him. He, he just loves. He may not love football, but he loves being part of that group. Yeah. Also, if anyone's got some any insider knowledge as to why our players relentlessly slap someone on the back of their head after they've scored, I'd love to know the reasons. Because the last eight goals we've scored, at least Ben White is a <laughs> firm, firm culprit of just slapping whoever's scored on the back of their head, um, which feels slightly harsh for someone that's just scored. <laughs> but at Ben White's rate, this could just be him showing affection because, as I say, that man wants to play football. He likes playing for Arsenal. He doesn't like doing any media. He wants to go home to his missus and then come back the next day. And I he quite like him for he it. He just wants so. to get under the sun lamp. That's all he wants to do is get under that sun lamp, isn't it? He'll be, he'll, he'll be buzzing in Qatar. Think of the town. He'll come back after I'm, that. I'm just, waiting, I'm just waiting for him to score a goal once as well, just to see what happens then. 
but that would be interesting. Well, he's on um, a win-win meddling because we're either going to <laughs> Dubai or somewhere or he's going to Qatar. Whichever way, he's going to top that tan up. I think he'll be doing both. Yeah. And I don't well, we ain't got a game playing. for two days. Oh, I'm just going to go up, get some sun. Yeah. Carl, again, another bit you'd have enjoyed would have been at the end when, you know, Chelsea got trying to use up their last bit of energy. We we should have a corner. Chalabar tries to take the ball away from Xhaka. <laughs> Xhaka says, I'm not having that. <laughs> bit of a bit of a mellow. Xhaka is yeah, smiling. He, just... he knows completely what he's doing. <laughs> and then a, a couple minutes later, just to top it off, Georgina is having a bit of a go, go at him. And Xhaka just points at our fans and says, look at how good our fans are. And then points to the rest of the ground to say, like, oh, look, I can't hear any of your luck, mate. It's even better at the final whistle when they decided to interview him. <laughs> I mean, what a stupid thing to do at the best of times, but, but just as they're singing his song as well. It yeah. was, uh, three, no, three apologies from BT Sport that got. Yeah, I'm not surprised, but it was just a stupid thing to do, really. You know, you're on live TV. What, you know, what do you think? Oh, look at them. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> it was, um, he was, as he has been all season, he, he, he's been really, really good. Um, his leadership skills are really coming to fore, you know, and that's, um, I'm not taking anything away from Odegaard, but, you know, in that leadership group, if you like, you look at Jesus, you look at Xhaka, um, you possibly look at Saliba as well now, really. Uh, and, and, you, uh, and you see that group of, of senior pros, which includes Odegaard, coming together really, really nicely. Odegaard's really good with referees, by the way. I mean, he's, he's, he's always chipping at the referee, but in a very polite, nice way that he'll never get booked you for. Can tell, you can tell he's played in Spain, can't you? Where they yeah. all have that sort of habit of chipping away at the referee, yet never getting booked for yeah. it or mm. getting punished for it. He's done it, he does it in a very polite way. The, the other brilliant thing is there's nothing to do with the game, but if you've seen the video of the Arsenal away <laughs> fans and it pans <laughs> to some bloke in the in the home end and he just whips out his phone, little Arsenal badge on it, cheeky wink to the bloke that's filming him because their fans are so poor they can't even sell out for a derby game. And they he snuck, it, snuck in there. I don't know if you've also seen today, and I sent it to Matthew earlier, Aubameyang had set, put himself a nice Spider-Man mask behind the goal, ready to score, and he touched the ball about three times. So I thought that, as a particular highlight, would have been better if Ramsdale put it on after the game to go and <laughs> celebrate by the fans. But yeah. on, on a level with them all running past Aubameyang when we scored, I think he knew. I think it, it might have hit him where it hurt. Um on Sunday, and he might think, have realised that Arteta was right. Uh, I think you're probably right there. Actually. I think I think that's Arte- why why it might be Arteta. So he just looks so smug on the sideline. He just it was just everything he wanted. That he knew he was right all along, but it was just nice everyone else to realise it as well. He can't look smug on the sideline. Richard Keys will be telling him off. You can't yeah. you can't look anything on the sideline and get back in that little area. What a knob. 
and we're, this is gonna be the last last thing we talk about. So if you want to get your any jokes you've got about Aubameyang out now, this is this is your time. No, no, I, I wish him well. I wish him well. It's a shame he's there. It's like Potter. I like Potter, but it's a shame he's there because I can't wish him. I wish him well, but not with them, both of them. I hope they move on somewhere else where I can like them again. And the, the chant, by the way, which did have an expletive in, but what Mikel Arteta thinks of him is is unbelievable. One of the best ones <laughs> I've heard. I'll have a listen for it. I, haven't, I, I, was, I was also glad to hear that he didn't get a good reception because I was a little bit concerned yeah. that some fans were going to hold on to something I'm not quite sure what um, and not boo him and not take the mick out of him especially after they booed Serge Fabregas. So I hope he gets exactly the same treatment when he comes to the Emirates, if he bothers the, turning up. The biggest um, shame was that he snuck off when we scored the goal. And they were about to take him off anyway, but we scored the goal and he snuck off, so he didn't get the ironic cheers from our lot when he, when he went off, which was a shame, because we were too busy celebrating the goal. But that would have, that would have just... Topped it off, watching him slouch it off after having touched the ball eight times, two of which would have been kickoffs. Very sadly, I'm looking forward to looking at bench cam later on. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, and I can't wait to look at it. I love them little videos they put out on Arsenal. Yeah, great. Um, okay then, that was one week. But like Madeline said um, earlier, it means nothing if you don't back it up and we've got one more left and it's um a trip trip to Molyneux Wolves Saturday evening again looks a bit of a tricky one uh Wolves have appointed a new manager but he won't be in charge he's taken over after this game so he's got plenty of time in the World Cup apart from all those Portuguese players that they won't have to try and sort them out but um it's just a game that, even though it looks tricky on paper, we can just go into with, with so much confidence because of the way we're playing. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I always think it's a hard game. I think Wolves will be desperate to win, try and get themselves out of the bottom three before break. the break. Um It's never easy to go there. They're a funny side. They actually play some very good football. You just can't quite work them out what, why they don't score as many as they probably should. So um, I don't think it's easy. And as Madeline said earlier, if you don't win that game, it's a waste of time winning at Chelsea. So you know, the natural pessimist in me, I just want to win, end up, Still on top, World Cup break that I'm half looking forward to, half not looking forward to, but at least you're sitting there on top. I thought the other thing, going back to Sunday, was to they must have all been sitting there Saturday afternoon seeing the, the City score, and they probably thought they're only going to get a draw. And the, the fact that City managed to win at the end, and I'm not saying it was or it wasn't a penalty. You know, to, you, you actually went out with a bit of pressure on you. So, yeah, it was good. 
and it will be it will be a hard a hard game. I said a couple of weeks ago, if we got seven points from the three games, I'd have been happy. Now I want nine. Always want more, don't you? Mm-hmm. But on the on the right side, Diego Costa won't be playing. That might be a good thing or a bad thing. I'm not sure actually. Again, oh, I, I think it's a bit like a bummer yang the other day where I just think it'll be a bit irrelevant to be honest. Did didn't think Aubameyang was gonna do anything. I don't think Diego Costa would have done anything. Um, would have been more worried about him starting a scrap than yeah. anything else. But yeah, handy. It is probably handy. He's not playing because just a an option they don't have and they won't have whoever it was that got sent off for them at the weekend who I can't remember. No, I can't no, remember. I can't remember. It, it's the only... The, 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 we've got to be careful. Um, uh, confidence and arrogance are very close. I felt against Man United, I felt we... We thought we'd won it when we came. When we was one all, it was all over them. It looked like we'd won it. It was if they were confidently knocking the ball around and giving it large, and we didn't. I didn't think we'd done the basics on that one. And this is what we got to do here. We don't do what we've done to Chelsea. It's 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 not as easy in some ways because you got to get up for a game like Wolves after you got up for that game against Chelsea, you know. Um, but we should be able to do it. We got to do it. Um, Got to try and keep the run going, but they're not. It's, I know we start talk about false positions, and it is a kind of a false position that they've got at the moment, Wolves. So um, we need to put our foot on their heads and keep it on it all the all the match, like we did with Chelsea. Yeah. What do you think, Madeline? What do you think? They don't concede many Wolves. Um, I think Jose Sarr goal was quite good. Um, they got good away, good good home support. Um, me and Matthew were there last year. I didn't celebrate our goal because I thought it was going to be ruled out. Um, but no, they I don't. I can't see us walking over them. Um, obviously, Ruben Neves in in midfield, I really really like. Can score a goal from anywhere. Um, actually, no, sorry, correction. Can score. The can ball only score from outside, outside of the, of the box. box. Even his even his penalty, he stuck that in the away in the top corner the other day. <laughs> um, I think there was a point the other week where me and Matthew were hoping that a Wolves goal was going to be ruled out for offside or something, and then we found out Ruben Nevers had scored it and thought, oh well, that won't be offside then because he'll be about four hundred yards outside the, from the goal. Um, that yeah, they they have got a good side, and as you say, Carl, they probably shouldn't on paper be where they are. Um, but I think it's important to go in to the break with a win. Um, another clean sheet would be nice and then have some time off, get players back at 100% fitness, get players back full stop 
and see how the second half of the season plays out. Basically, the second half of the season, it's not really, but it feels like it is. Um, yeah, it does. And just keep sort of the hope and the belief that's around the place there. Because um, even if, you know, whatever you think is going to happen come the end of the season, the bit of belief is quite nice, even though it might hurt come the end of the season. It, it's quite nice being able to walk around in your Arsenal shirt or walk around with people that know you're an Arsenal fan and can't really say anything to you because, well, it doesn't really matter what they say, even if they tell me we're not going to be there at the end of the season. But yes, I am now. Um, so, yeah, just keep momentum going. Um, keep the positive spirits uh, and just win somehow. I don't actually care how. Um, the likes of Martinelli should be on a high after getting selected um, and still feel as though they've got something to prove to maybe getting that start in 11. Um, so hopefully we can come away with three points and go into the World Cup top of the league, which I think if I'd have told any of you come the beginning of the season, you probably would have told me to shut up. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've just had, look, they've got um, leads in the League Cup, so it's sort of very similar to us where yeah. two Premier League teams that have very much got their, their sights elsewhere, so big rotation for, well, for them, Leeds, us and, and Brighton. But yeah, I, I think it's just going to be a matter of do what we do all season, try and come out quick, score an early goal and see how the game progresses from there. I don't think it's one where, well, I think it is one where the longer it remains nil-nil, sort of the more up for it that they'll become and think, oh, we can we can nick this here because they're, they're not going to be a team that's going to have much confidence in them. And even though, even if the fans are going to be up for it if we can very quickly sort of subdue the atmosphere then think think we should be be absolutely fine um but yeah uh that's that's about it for this week unless anyone's got anything to add no i watched the We've got three teams top of the league at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, you've got, you've got to mention the ladies again, another 4 0. Um, the reserves are 3 1, apparently against North East and Everton team. So, uh, um, and I watched the, the highlights, as sad as it may be, on Arsenal.com, the highlights of the under 18s as well. But that and where he just, wow. Like, you know. Not not to interrupt, but Sodnam Wary, Miles Lewis Skelly. Yes, another one. Joke. Yeah. He's 16. Joke. They're the same age, aren't they? Same school age. Yeah. Same school age. Benjamin, same school age. I bet that school team's pretty up. good, isn't it? Jeez. Yeah, I bet it is. Well, I don't they're know where they are. They're not allowed to play school football. They won't be allowed to play. They're up the road here. At, I forgot the school now, um, where and where he is. He's up the road from me. Um, so I don't know if the other two are there as well, but there's a lot of different footballers 
from the, the Tottenham and Watford are there as well. Right. St John's, that's the, that's the school. But uh, that must be some team. Unbelievable. It's, it's, it's nice at the moment. We see, I mean, our under-18s are winning the under-21 league, basically. Plus Matt Smith, to be fair. Yeah. Matt Smith, who's been an incredible influence, it seems like, to me. I don't know if he has been, but he seems to have done. He always seems to be involved in everything good about the under-21s. Um, our under-16s are doing a decent job in the under-18s league. I think they're mid-table, but it is yeah. very much, pretty much an under-16s team. So... We've got some, we've got some talent there. I mean, you know, because our, our under twenty ones are in effect, most of them are out on loan, aren't they? Yeah. So, um, we've got some talent in this club at the moment, and it's hopefully the the the, the, the production line has to stop at some point. There, some point you have a downer. We we we've had it for a, you know obviously for a number of years now, um, but when you make a while the sun shines, at the moment we seem to be at, we're not even at. We, we we all know that there, there is a peak for every team. I don't think we're anywhere near it yet. I really don't. None of them, I'm trying to think, Xhaka, Party are, are, are probably at their peak. Have I, have, I, I don't think any of the others are. I'm trying to think of, of the age of it, just the age. It's just... They've still got some growing to do. You don't get to reach a peak till you're about 27 as a footballer, 28. Yeah. It's incredible. Thought the goalkeeper's 30. Yeah. Or maybe even a bit older. But it's, it, this is an incredible team, and there is so much. There is. Uh, I know the bench at the moment. I said what I, what I said, and I meant what I said. Like it seems to be difficult to understand how we play and what you got to do, and everything. I think the likes of Fabio Vieira, Emil Smith Rowe, when he comes back, obviously El Nenny who's on the uh, mature side as well, uh, um, and one or two others. Reese Nelson, who we mentioned the other week, um, hopefully they can have an influence on the season as well and keep keep going. I mean, Fascinating. You look, you look at a couple we got out on loan that are doing quite well as well, Carl. You know, Patino. Okay, yeah, his odd game is up and down a bit. Start no, starting tonight he's again. Special. But he's special. He's special. Yeah, and I'm. They think he's um, special. Norton Cuffey. He had a tough time at the start of the season. He's he's coming good again. Yep. Balligan. Balligan doing really well. Be like if he can stay fit. Seems to be doing well, but he keeps on getting injured. Yeah. <laughs> so you look at it and you think. Bilek, no, it's not Bilek, is it? It's Bireth. Yeah. Bilek, Bilek left us about six years ago. <laughs> He's doing quite well at Birmingham, actually. Yeah, alongside Austin Trusty. Austin Trusty. Another one who's doing really well. You you look at them, there's four or five out on loan, Carl, that when they come back, there's a decision to make with them, you know? What do you do with them? Do you send them out on loan for another year? Because they're, they're obviously going to be pushing at some point. You yep. know, obviously Tavares is probably next year. Is this is his make or break season? I suppose. On well, there's another one I've yeah. forgotten about Tavares. Great, someone well. I I just need to mention actually. He doesn't play for us anymore. Kalasanac has absolute blood on his hands for missing oh, an absolute sitter last week. Honestly, honestly, 
then like he came on, on I thought oh yeah. my word could you imagine if he did if he scored and it was just hung up perfectly for him mm-hmm. and he somehow missed Goal scoring was one of his better attributes as well <laughs> yeah which admittedly with his defensive ability wasn't difficult but um but Carl the, the thing you say about the the players that are sort of on the sidelines the the thing i really took from sunday in and in amongst all those celebrations at the final whistle was if you'd have shoved a coat on every single one of those players you wouldn't have known who was on the bench no i know what you mean you would have done because some of them would have been a lot drier than the ones that were playing to be fair because it was it was raining properly raining yeah i know what and, you mean though, madeline it's there is a real togetherness isn't there carl yeah yeah it, 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 it's team you've got some unbelievable players who as i say saliba we talked about and ben white and then in his new position uh, and a few others as well which jesus sinchenko and and all that, and we, it's lifted us to another level. But we we are lifting to another level anyway, as these they get more experience. Yeah. None of them want to go through what we well, none of them, none of us want to go through what we did last year. It did hurt. I mean, and and I, but sometimes you've got to feel that pain. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're probably right, Carl. You're probably right. And just to just to top it off, when you know it's going well for you when you're not in a Europa League round of 16, and you're looking at two teams you don't really want to face, and then they draw each other. <laughs> oh, no, it's great. Oh, Barcelona come out first. I'm thinking that's ah, a shame. Got no chance to get. They can get all eight teams there. They won't get Man United. Oh, Man United. Mm. Oh. Mind you, having watched Hector Bellerin's defending for Barcelona. Yeah, I, I don't give him much chance. No, I see, I see Man United down through there. But, um... oh. yeah. but yeah, all all sunshine and rainbows at the minute. And if we can go one more one more week like that, then who knows? Who knows what can what can happen for the rest of the season? Indeed. But. We're just going to keep enjoying it like we like we have been all year. Um, thank you all for joining me. I'll say one more um, next week and then we'll, we'll have, a li- have a little break. Um, but yeah, thank you all for joining me. Thank you all for listening and we'll be back next week. But until then, it is goodbye.